0: Well, new drama in the Kavanaugh case, I'm sure you've heard about it. The New Yorker has just tonight published an article by Ronan Farrow and Jane Meyer. Senate Democrats investigate a new allegation of sexual misconduct from Brett Kavanaugh's college years. Now, these waves are well calibrated, and they're designed, of course, for you to be like, oh, there's another one. It must be more valid. It must be more true, because there's a pattern here. There's a pattern of evidence. So let's see what has been uh, what has been talked about. So here it says, as Senate Republicans press for a swift vote to confirm Bre- Brett Kavanaugh, President Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court, Senate Democrats are investigating a new allegation of sexual misconduct against Kavanaugh. Now look at this sentence. The sentence is very carefully calibrated. Nothing here is by accident. So they're pressing for a swift vote. What does that mean? It means, of course, in propaganda terms, it means... That they have something to hide, they're trying to cover something up, they're pressing for a swift vote. Why? No, they've already delayed the vote on Brett Kavanaugh to allow for Dr. Ford to have her say. And then, of course, we have to remind people that this is President Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court. And then we say Senate Democrats are investigating a new allegation of sexual misconduct against Kavanaugh. Now, again, I don't know how this stuff works legally, but you've got to say Senate Democrats, so you put the word Senate in front to make it sound more magisterial, and then you say they're investigating. Well, I don't know that they are. They're not the FBI, they're not the Justice Department, they're not private investigators. They have heard new allegations. Does it mean that they're investigating? You know how with Hillary Clinton, her... the investigation into her emails by the FBI was called a matter or something like that. But here they have to say it's an investigation. Senate Democrats are investigating. It's like, how can they if they just got a hold of it? So how far back are we going? Well, this is 1983 to 1984. Kavanaugh was a freshman at Yale University. The offices of at least four Democratic senators have received information about the allegation. And at least two have begun investigating it. And again, investigation sounds like a police term, it sounds like an FBI term, it sounds like a Justice of uh, a justice Department term. I don't know how much can they do in terms of investigation. So the offices of at least four Democratic senators have received information. Well, uh, of, of, of course, right? But it, it, it's four. It's, it's not just one, it's four. It makes it sound worse, right? Senior Republican staffers also learned of the allegation last week, Expressed concern about its potential impact on Kavanaugh's nomination. Soon after, Senate Republicans issued renewed calls to accelerate the timing of a committee vote. Well sure, because if people keep coming out of the woodwork with unsubstantiated allegations from decades ago, you kinda want to get things done, right? The Senate, the Democratic Senate offices reviewing the allegations believe they merit further investigation. This is another serious, credible, and disturbing allegation against Brett Kavanaugh to be fully investigated. So, yeah, the, the credible is the new is the new phrase. It's credible investigations, credible, uh, credible investigations. The woman at the center of the story, Deborah Ramirez, and you can see up here she gets a nice pensive picture in the country in homespun clothes, looking sad and pensive and all that, right? That's just part of the whole, the whole thing. The woman at the center of the story, Deborah Ramirez, he's 53, attended Yale with Kavanaugh, where she studied, oh, look, sociology and psychology. Doesn't that ring a bell? I can't imagine why there's a wage gap. Would you have been surprised if she'd come forward after studying petroleum engineering? I don't think so. Later, she spent years working for an organization that supports victims of domestic violence. The New Yorker, says, contacted Ramirez after learning of her possible involvement in an incident involving Kavanaugh. And the allegation was conveyed to Democratic senators by a civil rights lawyer. Well, that's interesting. A civil rights lawyer conveyed this information, so she's already contacted a lawyer, gone through all of this. For for Ramirez, the sudden attention has been unwelcome and prompted difficult choices. Again, this is part of how you put a story forward so that it makes it look as credible as humanly possible. Such sudden attention has been unwelcome and prompted difficult choices, so she's a reluctant describer of these events. She was at first hesitant to speak publicly, partly because her memories contained gaps because she had been drinking at the time of the alleged incident. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you have drunken, blackout, who knows, whatever, right, memory gaps, I don't know, is that full blackout? We'll find out. if you have drunken gaps in your memory, I think you should be hesitant to step forward and destroy someone's career and future or try. So, after six days of carefully assessing her memories and consulting with her attorney, Ramirez said she felt confident enough in her recollections to say that she remembers Kavanaugh had exposed himself at a drunken dormitory party, thrust his penis in her face, and caused her to touch it without her consent as she pushed him away. Ramirez is now calling for the FBI to investigate Kavanaugh's role in the incident. I would think an FBI investigation would be warranted. See, an FBI investigation is now a very, very big thing when Hillary Clinton exposing all of her state secrets to just about every foreign agent and hacker and government in the world, like Paul Rubens in a movie theater. Well, that apparently is not a big deal, right? But, you know, FBI investigate Kavanaugh's role in the incident, which is not something the FBI does. So it sounds bad, right? Obviously, right? So in a statement, Kavanaugh wrote, This alleged event from 35 years ago did not happen. The people who knew me then knew that this did not happen and have said so. This is a smear, plain and simple. I look forward to testifying on Thursday about the truth and defending my good name and the reputation for character and integrity I have spent a lifetime building against these last-minute allegations. The White House spokesman Kerry Kupak said the administration stood by Kavanaugh. This 35-year-old uncorroborated claim is the latest in a coordinated smear campaign by the Democrats designed to tear down a good man. This claim is denied by all who were said to be present and is wholly inconsistent with what many women and men who knew Judge Kavanaugh at the time in college say. The White House stands firmly behind Judge Kavanaugh. So what happened? Remera says that when she, both she and Kavanaugh were freshmen at Yale, she was invited by a friend on the women's soccer team to a dorm room party. The party took place, blah, blah, blah. A small group of students decided to play a drinking game together. She said, we were sitting in a circle. People would pick who drank. Ramirez was chosen repeatedly, she said, and quickly became inebriated. So she's drunk. Now, this is an important detail. And I'm, you know, it's sorry, it's a strange and weird thing to bring all of this stuff to your attention. But this is what's going on in the world. And it's important. A lot of philosophical stuff here about truth and all of that. At one point, she said, a male student pointed a gag plastic penis in her direction. Later, she said, she was on the floor, foggy and slurring her words as that male student and another stood nearby. Ramirez identified the two male student onlookers, but at her request, the New Yorker is not naming them. Now, this is very interesting. So there's a gag plastic penis in this drunken, wretched, horrifying Dionysian party. A third male student then exposed himself to her. Now, look at this. She says, I remember a penis being in front of my face. She said, I knew that's not what I wanted, even in that state of mind. She re- recalls remarking, that's not a real penis. Look, gag plastic penis. Not a real penis. ha! Huh. I say again, things I never thought I'd say on this show. Gag plastic penis That's not a real penis. So she's drunken. uh, She's drunk to the point where she is uh, um, slurring and foggy and all kinds of stuff, right? She's on the floor. She's so drunk, she's on the floor, foggy and slurring her words. There's a gag plastic penis around, and there's a penis in front of her face. The other students laughing at her confusion and taunting her, one encouraging her to kiss it. Now, is it a real penis or is it a gag? Plastic penis, as we see above. Well, she says that's not a real penis. I mean, she says it right here. She said that she she pushed the, pe- the person away, touching it in the process. So she touched this thing, that's not a real penis, that she says. Ramirez, who was raised a devout Catholic in Connecticut, says she was shaken. I wasn't going to touch a penis until I was married, she said. I was embarrassed and ashamed and humiliated. So she is a devout Catholic, but not so devout that she's going to refrain from engaging in drunken, brawly kinds of drinking games with a bunch of men in an unsupervised, unmarried, young person area. So to go on, she remembers Kavanaugh standing to her right and laughing, pulling up his pants. Brett was laughing, she said. I can still see his face and his hips coming forward like when you pull up your pants. Now, again, I wasn't there, of course, right? Thank heavens. So what do we got here? We got our gag plastic penis, and then we have her saying that's not a real penis, and then he's pulling up his pants. Now, is he pretend—let's say that it occurred in some manner in which she describes. Is he pretending this fake penis was his penis, pretending to pull up his pants? Who knows? Now, here's a nice, convenient incident. She recalled another male student shouting about the incident. Somebody yelled down the hall, Brett Kavanaugh just put his penis in Debbie's face. She said it was his full name. I don't think it was just Brett. Ah, I see. It was his full name. That's a statement of absolute certainty. I don't think it was just Brett. And I remember remember hearing and being mortified that this was out there. Hmm. It was his full name, Statement of Certainty. I don't think it was just Brett, Statement of Uncertainty. Right next to each other. So, Ramirez acknowledged that there are significant gaps in her memories of the evening, and that if she ever presents a story to the FBI or members of the Senate, she will inevitably be pressed on her motivation for coming forward after so many years and questioned about her memory given her drinking at the party. And yet, after several days of considering the matter carefully, she said, I'm confident about the pants coming up, and I'm confident about Brett being there. Okay, let's see. Let's say those two things are true. I'm confident about... So he was pretending or was, in fact, pulling his pants up, and Brett was there. The pants coming up and Brett being there. Well, these two things are not identical. Pants could be coming up, could be some guy pretending to pull up his pants or pulling up his pants. So Brett was at a party, and pants were coming up. And Brett was at a party, if all of this is true, where a gag... Fake penis was present, already admitted to, and she says that what was held in front of her or what showed up in front of her was not a real penis. So, that seems important. Ramirez said that what has stayed with her most forcefully is the memory of laughter at her expense from Kavanaugh and the other students. It was kind of a joke, she recalled. And now it's clear to me it wasn't a joke. Mm. Now, this is another very interesting statement. She says... It was kind of a joke. So there's a gag penis, there's a plastic penis or some sort of dildo floating around. And then, lo and behold, what happens? Somebody says, uh, kiss it and wave something in front of her. And she says, it's not a real penis. It was a kind of a joke, she recalled. And now it's clear to me it wasn't a joke. What does she mean by that? Now it's clear to me. Now after 30 odd years, now after she sat down with a human rights lawyer, now, when the full weight of the Democratic establishment is trying to prevent Kavanaugh from being nominated to the bench of the Supreme Court, now it's clear to me it wasn't a joke. So she's worked with abuse victims. She studied sociology. She studied psychology. She is a Democrat. She's been referred to as a never-Trumper. So there's all of that. And now it's clear to me that it wasn't a joke. Now, what does that mean? Now since she got in touch with this human rights lawyer. Interesting. All right, so um, freshman year, Kavanaugh was 18, an adult, so he swore an oath that he hadn't committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature. Anyway, here we go. The New Yorker has not confirmed with other eyewitnesses that Kavanaugh was at, present at the party. So they contacted several dozen classmates. Many did not respond. Others declined to comment or said they did not attend or remember the party. Interesting. Interesting. So, a classmate of Ramirez's, who declined to be identified because of the partisan battle over Kavanaugh's nomination, said that another student told him about the incident either on the night of the party or in the next day or two. The classmate says that he is 100% sure that he was told at the time that Kavanaugh was a student who exposed himself to Ramirez. He independently recalled many of the same details offered by Ramirez, including the, that the, a male student had encouraged Kavanaugh as he exposed himself. So here's the thing. Again, I don't know what happened. But if there is already a gag plastic penis floating around, you know how these tales grow in the telling. You know how drunken stories grow in the telling. You know, like, they'll do all these things happen. These wild things happen. And if you were actually there. So it could be that somebody waved the gag penis in front of her, and said kiss it or something, and, and everybody was laughing and joking. And it's coarse humor and it's gross humor and it's a nasty situation, but it's not the same as sexual assault. It's not the same as exposing yourself. So it could be that somebody saw it across the room and thought it was an exposure, when in fact it was the um, the dildo, the, the plastic penis being waved around. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So the classmate, uh, he says, uh, I've known this all along. It's been on my mind all these years when his name came up. It was a big deal. So if one person remembers it with 100% accuracy, where is everyone else? So here we go. Another classmate overheard soon of the party a female student tearfully recounting to another student an incident at a party involving a gag with a fake penis followed by a male student exposing himself. Again, was it the fake penis that was being waved around? Did somebody pretend to put the fake penis in their pants, have it come through their zipper and pretend that it was their real penis? Again, that's I went to a couple of parties uh, in the past, nothing like this of course. I mean, we were much more discussing Dostoevsky because that's I guess the kind of person that I was, but... When this kind of stuff occurs, if there's a fake penis floating around, maybe somebody stuck it through a zipper and it pretended it was his penis, and other people saw it and said, oh, my gosh, he exposed himself. Oh, my gosh, right? All right. Ramirez told her mother and sister about an upsetting incident at the time, but did not describe the details to either due to her embarrassment. I think the two is uh, to either? I don't know. Oh, to e- sorry, to either of them. Sorry, it's a bit of an awkward sentence as I read it did not describe the details to either due to her embarrassment. So, yeah, there's no uh there's no uh no confirmation, right? So other people say uh, I don't think Brett would flash himself to Debbie or anyone for that matter and why he thought Ramirez was making the allegation he responded I have no idea. Well, I mean, everybody knows why the what the motivation for making such an Allegation is, which is that you'll be a hero, you'll get speaking gigs, you'll get a book deal, you'll get, you know, I mean, uh, Anita Hill is still getting speaking gigs and, and it's on TV and so on, right? So you get to be a hero to the, you know, 20 to 30% of people who think that Trump is literally Hitler and will cheer you even if they think your story is false because you're stopping Hitler from appointing Goebbels to the Supreme Court or whatever nonsense that they're thinking about. So, yeah. This is a big challenge. In a statement, two of these male classmates who Ramirez alleged were involved in the incident and three other classmates disputed Ramirez's account of events. We were the people closest to Brett Kavanaugh during his first year at Yale. He was a roommate to some of us and we spent a great deal of time with him, including in the dorm where this incident allegedly took place. Some of us were also friends with Debbie Ramirez, blah, blah, blah. We can say with confidence that if the incident Debbie alleges ever occurred, we would have seen or heard about it, and we did not. The behavior she describes would be completely out of character for Brett. In addition, some of us knew, Debbie's long, knew Debbie long after Yale, and she never described this incident until Brett's Supreme Court nomination was pending. Editors from The New Yorker contacted some of us because we are the people who would know the truth, and we told them we never saw or heard about this. So, a former friend who was married to the male classmate alleged to be involved said of Ramirez, this is a woman I was best friends with. We shared intimate details of our lives, and I was never told this story by her or by anyone else. It never came up. I didn't see it. I never heard of it happening. So, yeah. She's a registered Democrat, blah, 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 not politically motivated. She works towards human rights, social justice, and social change. And, you know, exposing yourself to a woman would be um, against the law. So, I don't know. Here's the thing, too. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't get to where Kavanaugh is without being a hugely ambitious kind of fellow. Do you think that he would risk all of this, even when he was younger? For what? For nothing. So, anyway, uh, you can read the whole article. And uh, it's interesting, and it's worth having a look at. Uh, None, of course, uh, none of this, of course, can be really uh, confirmed in any objective way. Uh, There's going to be a bunch of he said, she said. There's people who deny it. There is—you know, the New Yorker has not confirmed with other eyewitnesses that Kavanaugh was present at the party. So, I mean, once again, we've got Keith Ellison, the the black Muslim Democrat who— has had a number of ex-girlfriends accuse him of physical and verbal abuse. There are um, medical records. There are pictures of these people together. Uh, there are, she says she's got texts. Uh, there are um, a nine-one. there's at least one 911 call to corroborate. So there's tons of evidence for this kind of stuff. Nothing happens. This is just the will to power. The Democrats have the will to power. The Republicans are, again, still trying to be the honorable guys, the good guys, and they are the Charlie Brown with the Lucy and the football, and the football is, well, this immoral stuff is happening, oh, what well, we've got to look into, we got to, It's just a will-to-power thing. It's just a will-to-power thing. This is something that Cernovich uh, has, has pointed out, that uh, Sean Hannity won't even approve, doesn't even like boycotts. I mean, there won't be organized ferocious or even mild boycotts of people who support the leftist causes, whereas, so they won't boycott... Uh, I've talked about social ostracism as a way of dealing with the left and I get shouted down all the time. Oh, it's terrible. It's cult-like. You've you got to accept people with differences and so on. It's like they're playing to win, you understand. They're playing to win. And when they win, civilization loses. These are leftists. These are hard communists. These are socialists. These are people who are going to put people in camps if and when they win. And right now they are winning because they're willing to do stuff like this. They're willing to derail the presidential power to appoint a Supreme Court Judge, they're willing to put these kinds of stories out there. They're willing to do whatever it takes, as they often and repeatedly say. They're willing to do whatever it takes to win. And this nobility of demise, this nobility of decline, you know, we, if they're called conservatives, I guess the big question is, what the hell have they conserved? They keep losing. There is a will to power on the part of the left. It is the eternal battle between those who just won't leave other people alone, and those who want to be left alone to get on with their lives. Trust me, they will not let you get on with your lives. They will keep coming from you until you have no life left at all. So it's time to push the hell back.